Your question is, which of these laid-back presidents would you rather vote for based on their re-election campaign slogan? Keep it cool and keep it Coolidge, which is Calvin Coolidge's, or tanned, rested, and ready, which was Theodore Roosevelt's. Oh, baby, Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, I think tanned, rested, and ready is like the GTL of the 19th century. Pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Hey, welcome to the show. This week, we are talking about U.S. history. This was recorded live at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy. We're there every Friday night at 7 p.m. with a brand new debate show. So come down and see us sometime. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid. Tonight, we are talking about U.S. history. Okay, stop. <laughs> I read a lot about U.S. history this week, which means I'm not excited about the USA right now. Um, but most of the questions that I included on the show, I tried to stay on the more positive side of things. Oh. Well, feel free to bring up your grievances <laughs> during the show. Um, so the, the topic is U.S. history, so categories will be presidents, her story, events, that could be almost anything. War, we'll have to do with wars, which is also, once again, we've been in war in one way or another in this country for almost the entirety of it, so, uh, there's that. And then there's wild card, so... That's going to be strictly about the Boston Tea Party. So that's all that we're covering with a wild card. Um, so our first debate of the evening. Everybody, please welcome Tyler Derniak and Sarah Francis. Tyler, would you like to go first or second? I'll, uh, I'll go second. Okay. Sarah, you can pick from any category. Um, war. Okay. Your question is, what was the better way to send a message that the colonies would no longer be ruled by Britain? Was it signing the Declaration of Independence or melting down a statue of King George to make 42,000 musket balls? I'm going to say melting down King George, right? I got the right George. Because, guys, the Constitution, we all love the Constitution. Of course we are. We do, because we're patriotic. But it's just a fucking piece of paper. Cannonballs. <laughs> now that's some powerful shit, guys. No? Okay, you don't agree with me. I'm going to try to convince you, because paper... 
uh, rock, no, paper does win over rock, so I'm fucked. Hold on, hold on. But we all hate kings, right? Like, we all hate, down with the kings! Okay. So you're there with me on that, and now we'll just make it not a rock or a cannonball, but something that beats paper, okay? Um, fuck. Chive. I'm gonna say, it's gotta be the Declaration of Independence because the king wasn't gonna go over to the US to see what was going on. The Declaration of the Independence was the only thing that would get in front of the king that he would know that we mean business. Those muff muskets couldn't even shoot all the way over. They weren't intercontinental ballistic muskets. <laughs> at most, they could maybe get a couple miles offshore, at best, and that's with wind. Sure, because there's no internet, the declaration would take like six months to get there. But when it got there, he'd be like, oh, no. Those fuckers. And then six months later, when we got his response, we'd know we got under his skin. Had to buy all those Hessians, send them on over to us. Fucking Hessians, man. So, Tyler, you said you got an AP4 in history? Not so good in the English, though, right? Because you don't get symbolism. No. Back to the bowling balls that are rocks that are somehow cannonballs that are King George. That's fabulous, guys. <laughs> that a statue becomes a cannonball and then somehow becomes a rock. Because, yeah. I may be not so good at the English, but that's because I hate the English because I'm an American. Yeah. Born in the USA, not the USE. All right, I gotta hand the win here to Tyler Jerniak. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Zach Jones and Katie Dungar. So Zach, you can pick whether you go first or second. I'll go second. Katie, you can choose any uh, presidents, events, or her story. Couldn't you have gone first so I could finish chewing? Anyway, um, I'm sorry. I was not paying attention. What were the categories? Presidents, events, or her story? Uh, let's go presidents. Okay. Your question is, as president, which nickname would you rather your opponent give you? His little majesty which people called James Madison because he was only five foot four and 100 pounds, or Rutherford, because uh, people said Rutherford B. Hayes was a liar, I guess. I feel like there's a certain dignity in being someone's little majesty. 
And as someone who is over six feet tall and a woman, nobody ever calls me little. I want to see that happen just once. And I'm glad my husband's not here yet because he's six inches shorter than me and this would just be awkward. <laughs> so, Zach Jones balls in your court. You can call me your little majesty anytime you want. <laughs> So I feel like being called his little majesty is how you end up like the bagel boss guy. <laughs> so uh, I'm not about that. I, I, you know, I, I have nothing but uh, respect and support for the manlets out there. Uh, but, it, but, uh, but I will say that it, it's, not a, it's not a great name as opposed to being called uh, Ruthafraud uh, because... First of all, your name is Rutherford, so you need a nickname. Uh, you can't just, what are you, Ruth? Ferd? No, it's got to be Rutherford. Get into that. Uh, you take that nickname, and the reason that he got that nickname is because he was not actually elected president. We really don't know what the end uh, results of the election between Rutherford B. Hayes and Samuel Tilden were, because it was decided in sort of a back alley idea that they were going to, they sort of did a handshake agreement to give the Republicans uh, the presidency uh, to then uh, end sort of the, uh, uh, the uh, furthering of the Reconstruction era. Time! I'm only about half a beer deep, and I think I was too drunk to understand that history lesson. <laughs> I applaud your stamina, and I really applaud your passion, but I didn't get a word of it, so I'm just going to go with Rutherford. It sounds like kind of like the sort of thing I would say if I'm really drunk and trying to say Rutherford. And there is there's just no pizzazz to that. There is no panache. If I would be someone's little majesty, I could wear a tiara all day. Time. <laughs> Strunk history, baby. We are three beers in over here, and I don't even like any of these presidents. I'm going in on him. All right, all right. We're gonna, here, here's the real sniff test, is which one of these in block letters on the Boston Herald would really, like, single, single at home, you know? It's like... It's, it's like when you do something wrong, Rutherford, that's like, that sucks. And if they had one that was just like his little majesty, you're like, you could have run that through the editorial process a few more times and come up with something more clever. Time. All right. A lot of good points here. I learned some stuff. Um, can't believe the presidency could be stolen. Um, can't believe it. Who would have known? Who would have known? All right. I got to hand the win here to Zach Jones. Zach Jones! Next up, everyone, please welcome Sean Duffy and Mike Dorval. Okay, Sean, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay, Mike, you can pick from events or her story. Uh, events. Okay. Your question is from Zach Jones. He asks, which sounds like it would be more fun to be involved in? The Whiskey Rebellion mm -hmm. or the Teapot Dome Scandal? I think it would be more fun to be involved in the Teapot Dome Scandal 
because just historically, scandals are much more fun than rebellions. <laughs> In rebellions, everyone's worried about shit, and they're all like, no, we have to do this for the greater good. And in scandals, everyone's like, we're going to do this shit until someone finds out. <laughs> we're going to have some fucking fun. And this is going to be great. And by the way, of all the things to rebel against, maybe not whiskey. <laughs> there were a couple of worse things going on at that time. I've read. I'm going to choose the Whiskey Rebellion. Yeah, they were more stressful. That's why they were a lot more fun. Let me tell you. The Teapot Dome... I, it, it just, it doesn't sound like a fun time. I just, I feel like you'd all be sitting around, relaxed. Nobody is even worried about getting killed. You're probably, you know, up until, you know, maybe 9 o'clock, and then you're going to bed, waking up early the next morning. A, a whiskey rebellion just sounds like everyone's angry. People, you know, are running around. It's the end of the world. And I don't know the lyrics to that R.E.M. song, but I'm pretty sure he enjoys it at the end. I don't know. Either way, the Whiskey... Whiskey Rebellion was about more than just whiskey. It was about whiskey and, I'm sure, a couple other drinks like beer, vodka, maybe orange soda. I think cranberry juice was mentioned once. People forget about that. Time. If you had studied your REM at all, you would have known Michael Stipe enjoyed nothing. <laughs> he was the unhappiest man in the world, which is why we wouldn't even let him into our dome <laughs> while we're enjoying our pot and our tea. You can enjoy your tea. Me and Michael Steitman are running around the end of the world with our orange soda, Mountain Dew, whiskey, beer, all the fun drinks. You can be proper and live the rest of your life. I don't care. We're throwing a rebellion party. It is going to be all night long. It is going to last five weeks, and we are going to die, and it's going to be memorable. You will not forget about Time. it. All right. A lot of good points here. A lot of good points. Tough decision, but I got to hand the win to Mike Dorval. All right. Well, this might turn into a scandal. We'll see. I'm having fun. All right. Next up, everybody, please welcome Chloe Cunha and Shelly Greenberg. Okay, um, your question, Chloe, is going to be about her story either way, uh, but do you want to go first or second? It's tough. Uh, let's go with second, yeah. Okay. Your question is, would you rather be uh, a famous riverboat gambler known by five different names, like Lottie Denno, or a reclusive poet who only achieved fame after her death, like Emily Dickinson. I would rather be a reclusive poet. Uh, because being a riverboat gambler sounds like a lot of work, first and foremost. Also, my name is Shelly Joe Gruenberg, which rhymes with smelly ho Jewenberg. 
So I am not too fond of nicknames as a concept, and I am not going to chance that shit. Uh, as a former poet, uh, <laughs> now, obviously, as you know me, a river gambler, <laughs> uh, otherwise known as comedian. Um, I gotta go with the gambling on the river. I, this is a great combination. I can't swim. Uh, <laughs> I'm real bad at swimming. Emily Dickinson, also probably a gay, but you know what? River Gambler, probably a gay as well. <laughs> I, I just have a feeling. I don't know, I like adventure. I think Emily Dickinson was like alone with her gay thoughts, and I'd like to be uh, with people with my gay thoughts. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, that sounds fun. I could bring my girlfriend. I assume she's involved in this fantasy. Um, <laughs> this is great. Uh, she brought me to Maine once, uh, so I'm ready. I'm ready for the wilderness. Um, that's great, yep. Time. Man, oh man, is it easy to leave the house when you're not called Stevie Hicks every day. Oh boy, oh boy, it must be fun on that riverboat where no one will ever, ever, ever call you Trailer Swift. <laughs> I will not leave the house. I'm a reclusive poet because of my nicknames and in spite of them. Uh, I, I feel like we should have gotten the questions about the bullies in Oregon Trail. <laughs> That's unfair. I'm going to beat them up for you. I'm going to invite them onto my riverboat. We're going to team up. I'm going to pretend we're buddies, and then I'm going to fucking drown them. Yeah. And then maybe we could be a thruple, me, you, and my girlfriend. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. Like I said, I'm a great gambling woman. Time. So. All right. Hey, you were both terrific, but I got to pick one. So I got to hand the win here to Chloe Cunha. <laughs> All right, next up in our final debate of round one, everybody please welcome Sarah Morgan and Wayne Mastin. Okay, Sarah, would you like to go first or second? Second? Okay, Wayne, you can pick from presidents, events, or her story. I'll go with presidents for 20, please. Okay. <laughs> Your question is, would you rather be on the $1 bill, like George Washington, or on the $100,000 bill, like Woodrow Wilson? I don't want to be on anything that has any relationship to Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> but I do want to be on the $1 bill, because I am a fashion statement. And everybody, when they take those ones off, they go, woo, check out this fashion statement. And you pull out those ones every day. Every day you're looking at that $1 bill and you're plunking it down and you're going, I need to shop where that guy shops. And if you had a $100,000 bill with Woodrow Wilson on it, he was, was only around for 
one month. And it never got outside the Treasury Department beside. So nobody knows anything about whether it was worth looking at. And that's all you need to know about the one and the 100,000. Um, I'm not going to try to compete with you on fashion because I can't rock overalls, and this is <laughs> amazing. Um, but also, I'm not 100% sure that the $100,000 bill exists because I've never seen it. So that's what I would want to be on because I like to be elusive and a little bit hard to find. And <laughs> maybe something you're never going to see in your life. Um, so I'm going to go with that. Like, again, I'm pretty sure it's imaginary, but uh, that's okay. Maybe, maybe so are all of us. So you want to be on 100,000 and nobody can see you. So that means you like ghosting people, huh? Is that what you're trying to tell me? That you're liking to ghost the people? When you went, you know, I'm out there. Here, look at me. Please, please look at me. And buy my fashion. I've never ghosted anybody, but I'm pretty spooky. Um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that if I found a $100,000 bill, I would think it was a trap, and that's pretty much what a lot of people would say about meeting me in the past. So it's a trap. <laughs> Be careful. All right. Well, I think you're both fantastic. But I got to hand the win to Wayne Mastin. Okay, so uh, now's the point in the show where I, uh, I will read off the questions that didn't quite make it onto the debate. They just didn't fit uh, for some reason or another. So Ken Green asks, sexiest presidential nickname, Tricky Dick or the Rail Splitter? It's a pretty good one. What happened? Oh, it is. Fine, we'll ask it later. <laughs> um, okay. I know, that could have been there instead of the 21st Amendment one. Um, Ken Green wants to know, in 1920, women earned the right to vote. Was this long overdue or a big mistake? <laughs> boo, Ken. Boo. Okay. Southerners generally catch a lot of shit for being less intelligent than their northern counterparts, but has anyone in this room ever invented the airplane? <laughs> and our final question is from J.J. Buckland. He asks, if you went to an Abe Lincoln-themed restaurant, would you rather sit at an Honest Abe table or a John Wilkes booth? Another good question, you're right, okay. We got two that we can bring back later. All right, um, round two, here we go. All right, next up, everybody please welcome Zach Jones and Mike Dorval. Who? Okay. You guys, uh, Zach, do you wanna go first or second? Okay, so your question's about her story. 
Okay, Mike, your question is, in, in 1872, Victoria Woodhull ran for president. What prevented her from winning? Was it the fact that women weren't allowed to vote for another 48 years, or the fact that she was only 34 years old at the time? I think it's because women weren't allowed to vote, and Zach is gonna disagree with me because he's a monster. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing that most people don't know about men in the 1870s. Very tolerant. Extremely, they were like, wow, we've had like 18, 19 presidents at this point. They've all been pretty lousy. We should probably get a woman in charge here. And then they were like, Woodhull this year. Um, I don't remember what year it was, but they were all about Victoria Woodhull, and then they found out she was 34, and they were like, oh, shucks. <laughs> Can't vote for her now. We are strict adherents of the Constitution, uh, so we can't, even though, you know, especially all those like 13th, 14th, 15th amendments, we love those amendments very much. We don't like breaking the rules, but she's 34, so we can't vote for her. Um, Dag nabbit. That's, that's how they all thought. So they would have loved to vote for a woman. Time. There's always a reason, isn't there, Zach? <laughs> to not vote for Victoria Wood Hall, pronounce it correctly. Has she not done enough for you, Zach Jones? You know damn well that by the time the inauguration happened, she would have been 35. Your excuses be goddamned, Zach Jones. There was also a lot of people who had a lot of trouble with Victoria Woodhull's involvement in 1870s Benghazi. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm not saying lock her up, but uh, that's what they were saying then. And the jails were nice then. You got lobster in Maine. Uh, so. Time. Uh, All right. It's a great rebuttal. Uh, I will say go going second is usually a benefit, but I feel like not this time. I got to hand the win to Mike Dorval. Zach, believe it or not, she was, uh, she was involved in quite a few scandals. Um, all right, next up, everybody, please welcome Sean Rosa and Chloe Cunha. Sean, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay, Chloe, you can pick from any category you'd like. Ooh, any category? Um... Oh, gosh. I feel like it's a betrayal if I don't do her story, but I, I kind of want to do presidents. Okay. Let's do presidents. Presidents. 
your question is, would you rather be like President James Buchanan, who uh, is the only president to have never married, or be more like Warren G. Harding, who many suspect was murdered by his wife? This is so obvious, and you didn't mean to do this, but you gave me a layup. <laughs> Fucking Buchanan was our first gay president. <laughs> For real, though, look it up. James Buchanan, confirmed bachelor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's who I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend, one day we're going to move in and be roommates. <laughs> yeah, I would so much rather be James Buchanan. Oh, my God. Plus, uh, in this scenario, I get to live? I know it's popular to want to die on this show, uh, but you know, <laughs> I'm gonna buck the trend. I'm a real leader, <laughs> vote for me. <laughs> and say I wanna live and be gay. Uh, oh, Cunha 2020. So I wanna die, eh? <laughs> Wow, I really got a stretch for this one. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, you that it, it, it would make you get to yeah, you get to be the first gay president, the first president who awkwardly in their inauguration speech offers other people on the stage into a thruple with your, your girlfriend. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to be the first president to get murdered by my wife. You know why? Because that means I'm probably fucking... <laughs> Time. I mean, you just mentioned all the thruple sex I'm going to be having. So I'm fucking too. And our bed is very large um, to accommodate for three people. It's an engineering problem. We're just more quiet about it, and that's okay. Because <laughs> one of us is a reclusive poet, so... Time. Listen, if you're not married, how are you going to have a first lady, a second lady, a third lady? You don't, you don't want to bring your wife into this. No. No, you want to... You want to... You wanna, be a presidential by hurting women's feelings. That's what that's what presidents do all the time. All right. I gotta hand the win here to Chloe Cunha. Cunha, twenty twenty. All right, we are down to the final four. So, everybody, please welcome Tyler Derniak and Mike Dorval. 
Tyler, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go second. Okay, Mike, you can pick from events, wild card, or war. Wild card. Okay. Your question is, you are Orville Wright, and you've built an airplane with your brother. Um, the two of you flip a coin to see who goes up first. Mm -hmm. Do you hope you win or lose the coin toss? I hope I win. Because here's the thing. You died pretty young then anyway. <laughs> if you're going to die, go out in a blaze of glory. And by the way, I think they knew they were only going to get about two feet off the ground. So you were going to act like I'm the brave guy who's taken all the risk in this family. And you knew you would only probably sprain an ankle if it didn't work out. So you were really coming out either the first man to fly or the hero who took one for the team. I want to go second because I want my brother to die. <laughs> this is no longer about history. This is about our inheritance. <laughs> and it's not an accident if it's an experiment. First of all, that family was broke as fuck. <laughs> Second of all, if you knew anything about, you know, brothers killing each other, it doesn't usually work out well for the guy who lives. Let me introduce you to my friend, Mr. Cain. <laughs> of Cain and Abel, heathens. <laughs> History's worst brother. And he's remembered that way forever. Good luck, Cain. Kane doesn't sound like an American to me. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> and besides, there have been a lot of people who have killed their brothers who have gone on to great things. Steve Martin, look it up. <laughs> Sandra Day O'Connor, look it up. <laughs> Brother killing is the basis of all American success. Guys, kill your brothers. Time. All right, I got to hand the win here to Tyler Derniak. All right. Um, so our, our debate for the finals tonight, everybody please welcome Chloe Cunha and Tyler Derniak. Okay, Tyler, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Um, Chloe, do you want to pick from uh, her story, wild card, or presidents? Well, so her story, presidents, or what's, what's the other one, wild card? Yeah. Let's, let's go with wild card. Okay. Be fantastical. Yeah, why not? Okay, your question is, well, this one's about a president also. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> would you rather marry your first cousin, like the outlaw Jesse James, or marry your fifth cousin, like the President Franklin Delano Roosevelt? <laughs> Which incest do you prefer? <laughs> uh, again, maybe an unpopular opinion, but... Let's go with the furthest incest. <laughs> the fifth cousin. <laughs> also, 
in this scenario, I'm a president, which seems pretty neat. I would like a woman president. Uh, I've been president already multiple times on this stage. But, you know, I think you'll elect me for another term, even if I marry my cousin. Uh, especially if it's the fifth and not the first. Because <laughs> that's Giuliani territory. <laughs> I'm marrying my first cousin because I don't want my kids to be more attractive than me. <laughs> and the only way to guarantee that is if they have genetic defects. <laughs> Bold stance to want to advocate for genetic defects when we famously repudiated all of our kings. <laughs> I'm just saying, the Habsburg jaw was a gruesome sight to behold. <laughs> Again, too specific. Listen, the kings intermarried a lot. <laughs> and we were like, nah, let's have presidents that don't have genetic defects. Hence me. Also, uh, me and my fifth cousin aren't making kids because <coughs> confirmed bachelor <laughs> time. I'm sorry, did you, did you just try to say that the Habsburg chin is more of a fetish than incest? What? No? Sorry, I've just been thinking about my sick ancestral children. And how terrible they're gonna look. I'm gonna look so great next to them. It's like, it's all relative. If you know high school, you don't have to be very attractive, you just have to be more attractive. My kids are gonna have so many eyes. <laughs> Time. All right. As you all know, there's no way that I could choose a winner here, so I need you to go into the Pick a Side Stupid Facebook group and pick your winner. You can vote for either Tyler Derniak or Chloe Cunha. You voted your winner tonight, and our winner is Chloe Cunha. Cunha 2020, ladies and gentlemen. Confirmed bachelor, okay. Hey, thanks for being here, everybody. We'll be back next Friday with more debates. Uh, we also have stand-up comedy here on Monday nights at 8 p.m., so come back and see us sometime. Good night. That was Pick a Side, Stupid. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. All right, that is our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Congrats to Chloe Cunha on winning this week. Thanks to Matt Bedell for creating the artwork. You can check him out at Bedell was already taken on Instagram. And if you are looking for some comedy shows, you can find me at Maggie's Lounge at 8 p.m. on Monday nights, hosting stand-up comedy. You can find me at the Poor House in Boston, down in the basement every Wednesday night at 8 p.m., hosting stand-up comedy. Or you can catch me 
hosting this very debate show at Maggie's Lounge on Friday nights at 7 p.m. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.